Coming to you from the Access Sarasota studio in beautiful downtown Sarasota, Florida, this is SRQ County Cast, your local government podcast. And it's going to be a September to remember. I'm not sure why, but I like that saying. Our host is here, Jamie Carson. Jamie and the host. And our button pusher, Mr. James Buttons Taylor, is here. I wonder what this button does. Okay, and we've got a great show planned today. We're going to be going under the sea with Moat Marine Laboratory Vice President Dan Beback. And then our hearts will go on and on when Mr. Ronnie Hart is on from Capital Projects to tell us about his long, long to-do list. Buttons, let's not keep them waiting. Roll it. Welcome to the September episode of SRQ County Cast. I'm feeling good about today's episode, guys. That's good, but why is that? This is our seventh episode, lucky number seven. We've done seven of these. I'm surprised the network hasn't canceled us yet. I don't think it works that way anymore. Well, either which way, I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to talk with our guests. But before we do, Seth, did you recover from Shark Week? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, You and I got to go to the end of summer Shark Week party at the Venice Public Library last month uh, and they were doing it up. They Mm -hmm. had Italian ice. They had a photo booth. They had a DJ. They even had Kate, the library manager, in an amazing shark costume. It was a lot of fun. Uh, It was a blast. And we were there with our mobile outreach unit handing out swag and tchotchkes and information and stuff. We also went out to the Venice Farmer's Market to do the same thing. We were there telling folks all about stuff like SRQ County Quest, our geocaching, and of course, our podcast. Oh, were you guys signing autographs? Uh, Well, we offered, but uh, nobody knew who the heck we were. But I think we'll have more opportunities. So uh, Mm -hmm. stay on the lookout for us. We might just be at an event or a farmer's market near you. Oh, that's sad. Nobody wanted your autographs. Well, let's talk about something happy like goats. I did goat yoga once. Uh, I was thinking water goats. Oh, yeah. We've talked about them here before. We recently caught up with Aaron in the stormwater division as a part of our August Water Quality Month series to tell us exactly what a water goat is. A water goat is a floating chain of buoys that traps floatable pollution that comes downstream. We deploy these in our creeks and canals, and they collect everything from glass, plastics, styrofoams, whatever floats, and we've caught a lot. He also told us how you can get involved by adopting a goat. Go to scgov.net to our water goats page where you can learn about more for the water goats, how to clean them. We provide all the training and materials that you need to do that. Well, that would be a pretty cool project for like a family or a school or a church group or something like that. Water goats are my kind of pet. You don't have to feed them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, August was Water Quality Month. September is National Preparedness Month. And you know, we really need to start thinking about those H words here in Florida this time of year. Hugs? Well, not quite. It's an H word that we don't even need to say out loud. But if you haven't put together your disaster preparedness kit yet, check out the June episode of SRQ County Cast when Sarah stopped by with some helpful tips for staying prepared. Well, speaking of prepared, I'm looking over at our guests over here and they look prepared to talk to us. So uh, we'll have Dan from Moat and Ronnie from Capital Projects with us. That's after the announcements and your county commission update. 
The Sarasota County Commission has three regular meetings in September, with the first meeting of the month held on the 13th at the R.L. Anderson Building in Venice. The commission will then be back at the County Administration Center in downtown Sarasota for their September 27th and 28th meetings. All meetings start at 9 a.m. The commission will also hold two fiscal year 2023 budget public hearings on September 14th and 27th. Those hearings will begin at 5.30 p.m. at the County Administration Center. Sarasota County Parks Recreation and Natural Resources will be hosting a celebration of the expansion of Old Mayaka Preserve, followed by a public meeting to gather input from the community for potential future uses. The celebration and meeting will start at 6.30 p.m. on September 7th at the Old Mayaka Schoolhouse on Wilson Road. The expansion lands were acquired with Environmentally Sensitive Lands Protection Program funds. And now, some spots to look out for as you're traveling around the county. Work continues on the Peace River Interconnect and Potable Water Transmission Main Project. The county's transmission main will begin just south of Clark Road near Cowpen Slough, where it will interconnect with a future potable water transmission main from the Peace River, Minnesota Regional Water Supply Authority. This transmission main will ensure a regional water supply for the community as well as regional partners. Completion of the project is anticipated in November. And the Cattleman Road widening project is still underway. Affected roadways include... Cattleman, Palmer Boulevard, and South Packing House. Motorists should expect delays as one-lane flagging operations continue between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Drivers are reminded not to block the intersections. Anticipated completion for this project is late January 2023. And now, your August 2022 County Commission update. The Commission started their August meetings by recognizing the retirement of Communications Director Don Patchen after 10 years with Sarasota County. Whereas Mr. Patchen has served the community with distinction, demonstrating his willingness to ensure that the community is kept well informed. Now, therefore, I, Jonathan Lewis, County Administrator of Sarasota County, by virtue of the authority of said office, do hereby recognize Don Patchen and commend him for his many contributions to Sarasota County and extend to him heartfelt congratulations on his retirement and convey the best wishes to him and his family for many happy, healthy, and prosperous years in the future. Commissioners unanimously approved a $60 million cost increase for the Bee Ridge Water Reclamation Facility Advanced Water Treatment System Project. Here's Public Utilities Director Mike Maylett explaining that increase. Originally, we estimated the entire project to come in in the neighborhood of $220 million for the whole Bee Ridge project. Uh, given the current market conditions that we're in, uh, we've seen significant price escalations, uh, specifically in our electrical components, anything that has a chip in it. Um, we've seen a 150% increase in our electrical costs. Uh, we've seen a uh, 100% increase in the cost of pipe. Total project price for Bee Ridge is coming in at approximately $280 million. Also related to utilities, the commission authorized a construction contract with Forsberg Construction for the Bay of Vista Parallel Force Main Project. That project has been on hold since the termination of the previous contractor. Here again is Mike Millett. Well, this, this project has been a thorn in the neighborhood side for a long time. Uh, because of the difficulties we've had with the contractor. But thankfully today, the board allowed us to sign with a different contractor and we'll be able to get this project started back up and completed as planned. 
The project goes from our uh, Southgate Master Pump Station to approximately uh, Bay of Vista and McIntosh. Uh, it's a 24-inch force main, so it's adding a lot of additional capacity in that area. That area has had a lot of restricted flows, and by adding this new force main into the, pro into the area, it's going to help our wastewater system and our collection system dramatically. The Commission approved the transmission of several comprehensive plan amendments to the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity for review. One amendment designated two business park corridors on Lorraine Road, one south of Clark Road and one north of Fruitville Road and south of University Parkway. Commissioner Dieter dissented to the transmission of that amendment. Another developer-initiated comprehensive plan amendment relates to the creation of a village transition zone as part of Lakewood Ranch Southeast. This zoning will allow a maximum of 5,000 dwelling units on approximately 4,100 acres. The resolution to transmit passed unanimously, and that item will be back in front of the board for adoption in October. An amendment that will dictate the number of roadway lanes east of Lorraine Road received unanimous approval for transmission. Here's Public Works Transportation Manager Paula Wiggins explaining the timeline for the widening of Fruitville to Lorraine Road. Fruitville Road, Sarasota Center Boulevard to Lorraine is one of the proposed projects um, for surtax for funding. So if that referendum passes, we are looking at um, and if it goes the way that it went before with the surtax, where we um, go out and get those those monies bundled so that we can get the construction moving faster, then we're looking at somewhere around fiscal, fiscal year 24, 25, beginning that construction project. Remember, you can watch any county commission meeting in its entirety by visiting scgov.net slash meetings on demand. And up next on SRQ County Cast, we'll be joined by Dan Beback from Moat Marine Laboratory for an update on the Moat Science Education Aquarium at Nathan Benderson Park. You don't want to miss it. Oh no, it's terrible. It's just so terrible. What's terrible? Oh. <sighs> I need a good book to soothe my troubled soul, but I don't know where the nearest library is. Just call 311. A customer service representative can help you find it. Oh, no! I don't have a ride to get to the library. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just call 311. A customer service representative can help you find the nearest transit route. Oh, no! I need to pay my Sarasota County utility bill before I leave on the transit bus for the library. Just call 311. A customer service representative can help you pay that bill. Oh, no. Just call 311. 311, your number for non-emergency assistance in Sarasota County. It's an app, too. Just search Sarasota County 311 Connect in the App Store or on Google Play. Welcome back to SRQ County Cast, your local government's podcast. In this segment, we're going to talk about something that's making a splash here in Sarasota County, the Moat Project. Oh, they're finally digging that moat around the county administration building that I've been asking for? <laughs> no, come on, Buttons. The Moat Marine Aquarium Project at Nathan Benderson Park. And we're honored to be joined today by the Vice President of Aquarium Education and Outreach, Dan Bebeck. Welcome, Dan. Well, thank you. We have never had a vice president Ooh. of anything before. Thanks for being here for our little show, Dan. And we're just gonna we're gonna dive right in. Oh, is that an aquarium joke? You're <laughs> dive diving right in. You know it because the water. 
All right. So November 13th, 2020 was a really big day for Moat Marine uh, Laboratory, right, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're so excited to, uh, you know, getting getting past, uh, you know, major milestones with the planning and the site work and everything. Um, certainly uh, getting the land from the county uh, has been a great, uh, you know, great milestone in this in this project. And we're just looking forward to going vertical here in a, in hopefully in a month or so. And that November 13th, 2020, that was your groundbreaking for the right. project, right? Right. That was groundbreaking. There was, so what was, what's very unique about this project is there's a lot of site work that needed to be mm-hmm. done. Uh, we actually had to, to dam off and drain part of the, the lake and then, and then build the, uh, the building pad. So uh, if you were there before that, um, you'd, didn't see where the aquarium was going to go. And that was something that we'd get a lot of questions still do. Where's, where's the aquarium exactly going to go? Because uh, up until uh, really just a, a month or so ago, uh, that land wasn't completely there. And we talked about in our last podcast last month that the ink is dry on the land conveyance from the county to moat. So that really frees you up to start going vertical in construction. When do you think, is there a timeline of when people might start to see the, the, that, that vertical construction in that area? Yes. Yeah, so the pilings are the, obviously the first thing that go, go in. Mm-hmm. There's uh, nearly 300 pilings uh, that support the building. Uh, and hopefully they'll start going in um, the middle of September. And we talk about the project. It actually has a name, which I think has got one of the coolest acronyms uh, in dealing with um, aquarium and, and everything that you guys work on. So if, correct me if I'm wrong. It's called the Science Education Aquarium. Yes, that's correct. We're, you know, we're, we're shortened it to C. Love it. Remote, remote C. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> like because of where the fish live. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Well, and I think one of the things it's it's with the name it it also points out um, kind of our focus as an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, we are first and foremost a science research laboratory, and so science comes first, and so hence the science, the education, and really the aquarium is the portal for that information to go out to the public, to go to students, uh, to go to visitors about the research that our scientists are doing. But I think the, you know, what's important that we never lose sight that we're first and foremost a research institution. You mentioned the research, uh, you know, laboratory portion and, you know, Moat's history is, is pretty expansive. It's over 65 years. So we have this mammoth project that we're talking about. See, get it, Seth? Mammoth? I think mammoths are land animals. I was, it's close. It's close. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big, yeah, it's no, big mammoth thing, does mean big. Right? Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. So we have this mammoth project that we're talking about, Ben, you mentioned a research. What kind of exciting research is Moat involved with? Well, we've got over 200 different research projects. I think some of the ones that are, are most uh, publicly visible, if you will, is, is certainly our red tide research uh, and mitigation projects. Um, a lot of our um, field work that involves sea turtle nesting, monitoring, uh, habitat, uh, um, you know, dolphin research in the wild, manatee research in the wild, um, you know, our, our coral work that we're doing primarily in the Florida Keys. Um, is just is just fantastic with coral um, uh, gene bank that we have here in Sarasota. So uh, it's you know we're we're a very very diverse marine research laboratory, and as such, the aquarium exhibits um, certainly the new exhibits and the new aquarium need to reflect all of those research programs. And something that's been exciting and also a challenge in the design of the of the new aquarium, especially in the exhibitry, is. 
our research changes and evolves. And so we have to incorporate new technologies, digital technologies into those new exhibits. So as the, the research changes, we can easily adapt those exhibits to reflect that new research that we're doing. So and you kind of mentioned it already, but you, you'll have two locations, right? So everything that's a, it's the current location, um, this is gonna be an addition too. So there's still very much an important um, process and, and research that's gonna continue going on at the current location of where, where Moat is, correct? Yes, absolutely. So the, as I mentioned, we're out of room. That's mm-hmm. really the driver for, for this. And, and also location and accessibility um, at that new site in Nathan Benderson Park will be so, so much more accessible to a broader audience in quicker uh, travel time than where we are now. And the, the, the laboratory location on City Island is a great, wonderful place um, for a research laboratory. Probably couldn't ask for a better one anywhere in the world. Um, not such a great place for, you know, 350,000 visitors a year and students and busing and all of that type of stuff. And so the research will not only remain on City Island, but actually grow. And so we'll be able then to adapt the about 70,000 square feet of aquarium space that's currently there uh, into more research space. And so um, when you look at the larger exhibits that are there, like our, our, our what we call our shark tank or the manatee mm-hmm. habitats or those types of things, those will stay, but will be repurposed for research uh, activities. There'll also be some public access to, to, the, to the existing City Island campus, but it won't be um, the type of access that we have now. It'll be more behind the scenes and, and special tour activities. It's going to be fascinating to see the new location and then to revisit the current location and to see how that evolves and that changes. Uh, you know, we talked about how Moat has quite quite a history. We're currently wrapping up our, our summer intern program here at the county. Um, and that's, I hear, I hear that's how you started at Moat, right? Am I right there? Yes, yes. Yeah. So you've been talking to some, some, <laughs> some people who, who are in the know. We've yeah. done our research, yeah, yeah. wink, wink. Yeah, that's actually how, how I started. Um, I was a, uh, started as a high school intern. Um, and then when I graduated high school, moved down here, uh, started attending USF in Tampa and worked part time at the laboratory and, uh, you know, have been there ever since. Um, we've got a lot of people who've been there, um, you know, even even longer than I have. And so, um, you know, we've got a, a lot of people with a long tenure at the institution. And you're very involved in the community. You, you previously served on one of our county advisory boards, the Tourist Development Council. And so we, you know, that relates directly to tourism. And we know that we're going to be able to see that this new aquarium anticipates a big impact on our tourism. Um, how many visitors are you thinking? Like 70,000 visitors a year? Are we in that kind of ballpark to be expected at the, at oh, the new no, location? No, no, a lot, lot more. A lot more. Uh, a lot more. So, we, we currently have about 340,000 guests a year wow. at our current facility. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe uh, where, where we are, tucked way away there on, on City Island. But um, at the new aquarium, we are, we are forecasting, uh, with the help of, obviously, some consultants who are helping us with all of the business planning and the attendance projections and that type of stuff, uh, um, a stable attendance of about 700,000 
guests a year. So I was missing some zeros there. A couple Dan. of zeros. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. I, I wrote the notes <laughs> for this. I thought you were going to have 70,000 visitors. I, I was teeing them up. That's what I thought we were doing is teeing them up. So we could really boost it up. The numbers. But when these 700,000, before we let you go, we have to ask, before the, when these 700,000 people come to see this new, what are some of your favorite features that are going to be included? I know you have the STEM labs. I think you have three STEM labs for kids. Uh, but what else can we look forward to seeing in this Big yeah, mammoth you'll, facility. you'll see a lot more research areas. You'll see a lot more laboratories that'll be interactive. Um, from the exhibit side, um, I'm really looking forward to a couple. The one, the large Gulf of Mexico tank, um, you will be able to, if you're a snorkeler or a scuba diver, um, you will be able to dive with our staff and volunteers. In what? The big so our diving I, right in pun. It, it works. works. I'm certified. We can dive I'm in. I'm coming, Dan. There you go. Yes. Be, be, be some of the first guests in the in the tank. Uh, so that'll be a you really- heard it. You heard that, guys. Nice. First guests in the tank. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. It's an honor. So that'll be, I think, really something you know different for this area, and, and I think very popular. But um, the other thing that's different for us is we're going to have penguins. Um, I know everybody loves penguins. We love penguins. Our staff are looking forward to that. Um, so we're going to have a, a colony of Humboldt penguins. And uh, that's different for us. Uh, we had them as a temporary traveling exhibit years ago, but they will be a permanent addition. Have you guys oh. ever seen that clip of Benedict Cumberbatch trying to say penguin? Mm-mm. He says penguin. He can't say penguin. it. Penguin. Well, he can come check out penguin. the new ones at yeah, the Yeah, he can come see the moat penguins. All right, Dan. I have a question from our, our younger listeners. Um, we have some school-age listeners, and they really want to know... They've been to the one location. They've, you know, they've, they've ridden by the new location. How is this migration going to occur? How are these fish and, and how are the mammals, how are they going to make it over there? Yeah, so moving the animals and not only moving them um, once, but also moving them within the building mm-hmm. has been a lot of consideration. And so um, we're probably going to move them at night um, when it's quieter outside and there's not as much traffic and that type of stuff. Um, large trucks, large tanks, forklifts, um, a lot of people, um, a lot of planning, and a lot of patience. Um, but we have moved animals, big animals, before, and you know we're we're confident in our in our team to to make it smooth and comfortable for for everyone. Well, Dan, I really appreciate learning more about what Moat's got going on at the current location, what's going to be going on at the new location. I know our listeners are really excited to learn more as well. And we really want to just thank you for your time out of your busy schedule and joining us today. And if people are out there and they want to learn more about Moat C or get involved with Moat's programming, what should they do? Uh, best place is just keep looking at our at our website, uh, moat.org. And uh, it's regularly updated and and posted with uh, with our progress in the building and uh, oceans for all our campaign also has uh, updates on it all the time. And Dan, you got you got something going on in September. You told me about earlier that you wanted to mention. We do. We have half price Saturdays at our current location all all September uh, for Florida residents. Uh, great opportunity to see the aquarium at a discounted price. Well, Dan, thanks again. And listeners, stick around because up next we're talking to one of our busy guys from our capital projects department, and he's a fellow with a whole lot of heart. 
At Sarasota County Government, not only do we prioritize our community, but we cherish the employees who make our mission possible. If you are someone who values stability, great benefits, and limitless growth opportunities, then a career with Sarasota County is the right fit for you. Check out scgov.net slash jobs to see careers that range from bus drivers to financial analysts and everything in between. Apply today and let's continue to keep Sarasota County the premier community to live, work, and play. Remember, that's scgov.net slash jobs. Welcome back to the Access Sarasota studio. In this final segment of the podcast, we're going to talk about some of the capital projects going on around the county. What's the difference between a capital project and a lowercase project? (laughs) I don't know, Buttons, but we're joined now by someone who may be able to answer that question. Capital Projects Stormwater and Transportation Manager, Ronnie Hart. Welcome, Ronnie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Ronnie, are you related to uh, TV Sabrina the Teenage Witch, who was played by uh, Melissa Joan Hart? No. Are you related to (laughs) comedian Kevin Hart? I wish. Are you related to former Entertainment Tonight host Mary Hart? None. How about the boss from (laughs) 9 to 5, Mr. Hart? I am Mr. Hart, but not related to that one. Oh, what about the band Hart? Are you in that band? No. All right, no further questions. Thank you. (laughs) All right. All right, Ronnie. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk more about you. What does a project manager do exactly? So a project manager for uh, Sarasota County capital projects, we basically take the contract that's been awarded by the board of county commissioners and we put it into play. So we engage in the contractor, whoever won the, uh, won the project, mm-hmm. and then we set up the schedule and timeline to get the work done, whatever the project may, may be. So you're just a little steward manager of, of the contract and the funds, of course, that Sarasota uh, Board of Commissioners have, have awarded. You're also like a coach. Keeping everybody on the yes. field, moving in the right direction. Cheerleader, coach, Definitely. water boy, you name it. Uh, whatever it takes to, whatever get, it takes to yeah, get it done, right? Basically. Ronnie, how long have you been with the county? This October will be my second calendar year, and it feels longer. I've been just busy, hit the ground running since I started. Uh, newbie. Newbie. True. <laughs> James, <laughs> coming from our James has been here 31 years. Yeah, so, he gets uh, the right yeah, to yeah. say that. Oh, wow. Ronnie, we recently did a Facebook video together, and we were talking a little bit about where you came from. Yep. Um, let's share that with our listeners. Where did you come from, and how did you get to be in Sarasota County? Sure. So um, I'm originally from a small town in, in uh, Texas called Victoria, but uh, as an adult, I moved to Houston, which is the next largest city closest to Woo-hoo. us. I've lived in Houston. Yeah, Houston is a great place. It is a great city, great town. Uh, went to University of Houston, got a degree in construction management. Uh, just was a part of building and construction pretty much my whole life, my whole career, but put a little education behind it and just you know picked up on that and worked for several general contractors in the area in Houston. Uh, did some very unique uh, projects that I'm very proud of that stand today uh, here in Houston. I get to go back and see those. Um, I uh, started working for local government uh, uh, in Pearland, right south of Houston, about mm-hmm. 2016. I was their uh, construction manager consultant. They hired me on as a consultant. And then I guess I impressed somebody and they hired me full time. So I was their first uh, construction manager for the uh, city of Pearland. And uh, just easy transferable skills. The same thing I was doing in Pearland. I was able to transfer my resume here to uh, uh, Sarasota and, and just pick up, you know, where the ball left off right there. So I moved my whole family out during the pandemic, which was a challenge. Um, I got twins, uh, two. Oh, what age? Two children. They're 14 years old, freshmen in oh, high school. Oh, my goodness. Boy, girl, twins. So 
Uh, they're student athletes, so I'm very busy, not only at work. Oh, proud dad. Yeah, very, very proud of them. Uh, they did well with the transition, so it was, uh, it was a blessing to be able to move here and have a seamless transition with my kids and my wife. So, um, yeah, so started at Sarasota under, uh, you know, Ty Tran and his leadership team, and uh, they just handed me some projects and said, get after it. So uh, here I am. You caught me on one of my, my mm-hmm. road resurfacing projects, and uh, I did, uh, I think my very first Facebook was with you, Seth. Uh, we did an update. Ronnie, when you started talking about Pearland, and real quick shout out to my cousin Renee and Shirley in Pearland. <laughs> uh, but anyway, now I completely remember that because it was like, gosh, this guy's story sounds familiar. I lived in Houston. I lived near Pearland. We've talked before. Yeah. We're old friends. Yeah, from Legacy Trail. Yeah, I mean. Legacy Trail, which is one of the projects you're still working on. Yes. But that does make him a heart transplant. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Good one. Good one. You you win this episode. That's it. You that, got yeah, it. I can't. We might as well just stop here. Hit the button. It's We're not done. not getting better than that. I, I bow down, James. Nicely done, buttons. So before you came on the show, we kind of went through a brief rundown of some of the projects that you're currently working on, and that is no short list. That just goes through some of them, and a lot of these are things that we have previously that we currently are covering on our, our podcast. So let's talk about um, the groundbreaking at the Pinecraft Pedestrian Bridge a couple of months ago. Remind us where that project is and give us a kind of an update about it. So Pinecraft Pedestrian Bridge is... It's it's a little weird, but Bahia Vista and Beniva is probably the two major cross streets. Mm-hmm. But there's a little uh, neighborhood uh, behind the, that that cross section right there, and uh, county owns a plot of land back there that is right over Philippi Creek. So we have a levee trail that's on one side, and then we have this plot of land. In order to have better mobility and access for the people of that community. Uh, Planning and development, I believe this is their baby. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, talked to the residents in that area and got feedback, and and a lot of people are very interested. So this conception of this bridge, this pedestrian bridge to cross that trail to get to the other side kind of uh, was in favor for, for the people in the community of that area. So it's a 165-foot pedestrian bridge that we're going to stretch from uh, we have part, a levee, a walking trail on one side from that park over to the uh, parcel of land that the county owns. And this will, people can walk, drive their bike across. It's not made for, for cars or, or, or heavy, you know, machinery. But uh, overall, at the groundbreaking, we saw a great turnout. And a lot of people were excited to get this project up and running. Another one that we've tried really hard to keep people up to date on is the road resurfacing program. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Ronnie? Yes. So right now I'm managing uh, increment two of the road resurfacing project, which is Proctor Road starting at 75 Pretty much, ooh, I think we're going down three or four miles there. And this also includes some of the side streets mm-hmm. that tie into Proctor. So uh, we actually just finished up that work last night. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're, we're, all the heavy machinery is out of the way. People can drive. It's a smooth ride. I, I've driven it myself. Uh, I think the residents and the neighbors in, in that area will be very happy with the work we've done. We still have the final, final thermo striping to go down, but that'll be done at night as well, so we won't you know, impede on uh, daily traffic. So So let's talk about another road project. There are some improvements going on at University Parkway and Sarasota Lakes Boulevard. What does that project entail? So that intersection was identified by our traffic engineers as being uh, 
kind of need some help. It was cautious. Yeah, yeah a lot of caution needed to go through there. So we are actually widening that intersection, creating a uh, westbound left turn lane mm-hmm. only, and then a rightbound westbound rightbound turn lane only, and then two through lanes through that intersection. We're also adding new mast arms uh, with uh, some uh, lighting in the area as well. It's very dark uh, coming at night in that area. So uh, they identified several key things that we're improving. We're going to resurface everything and restripe uh, thermal striping at the end of that project as well. And so as motorists are going through that area, they should be very careful, Please. adhere to signs, yes. and, and just slow watch down. out, slow down, right? Yes, it's going to be great once Patience we're done, slow. but give us a little time to to get all that work done in that area. So now let's go back to your project list. That is definitely, it extends beyond what we can include in one podcast. I'm glad my project list is not this long. (laughs) There are some drainage improvements going on on Siesta Key, right? Can you tell us about that? Yes. So the Ocean Heigl Drainage Improvement Project, uh, that area had been identified as well as being uh, much needed drainage uh, improvements in the area. Uh, Before my time, they've identified that during rainy season, Water continues to shed across the road and make the driving conditions unsafe in that area. So engineers got together, designed this new drainage system that extends from Ocean Boulevard down Heigl and then terminates at the end of Lotus. And we just placed the last few sticks of storm uh, drain pipe uh, on Friday, which is uh, quite a feat because there's no right of way out there. It's very small streets, Mm -hmm. uh, daily uh, road closures happen in that area so we can install the pipe. So now that we got the bulk of the, you know, the big items out of the way, we'll just start cleaning up and, and redressing and that area will get resurfaced as well. Just one more update before you go. And this is a big one. We kind of talked about it a little bit before the legacy trail extension. That project is wrapping up, right? Yes. So we do have another grand opening for the Northport connector portion. We've done three, four grand opens up here in the uh, Sarasota area, but the final segment has been paved, and now we're just doing some final punch list items down at, at, at Northport, and then we'll be completely done with the project, open to the public, and ready for the for people to use. All right, and that ribbon cutting is at 9 a.m. on September 9th at the end of West uh, Price Boulevard in Northport. Well, Ronnie, we're amazed that you found time to be with us here today and to stop by and all the projects that you're working on and the fact that you were able just like off the cuff to talk about them just shows how much you care about each project and our community as a whole. And it has just been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you as well. And if you would like to learn more about Sarasota County Capital Projects, visit scgov.net and search the keyword, you guessed it, Capital Projects. Or you can visit scgov.net slash srqcountycast where you can find all the links mentioned on today's show. And don't forget to follow us on the socials. That's at srqcountygov on Facebook, Twitter, and the gram. See you in October. I bet you I could find Nemo.